This is the Casually Molly Podcast. in life if you look for it your privileges are handed out there's some just squander the wealth i'm talking about isn't dead press dough it's currency not gave from goals 200 dollars that if you space the wrong pace to chase past mediterranean the park place all clean see what i mean yeah it ain't really green our own trees are even in slot machines there's so many taken for granted examples of affluence usually s to the usual cut we used to look down our nose at nature's computers We ain't choose it, don't deny media lies We even pursue it, now don't take this verse is me attacking you, a lot of us just do what we feel we have to do Ain't nothing wrong chasing paper, but have an end goal Check your savings account, but then account for your soul Welcome back everybody to the Casually Molly podcast. I am your host, Molly Ambergie. The song that you just heard is called Better Sunrise. It is by Super Jazz from Same Difference Music and can be found on all streaming services. Enough about that though for right now. We are back in the murder basement of the Metropolitan Artist Loft and I am here with my new guest on season four, Pat Ryan, St. Louis based comedian and improv artist. Hello. Hello Molly, thank you for letting me be here. <laughs> All right, now that we got the professionalism out of the way, Pat, can you remember um, when you and I first met? Do yeah. you know? I've- I know it was a little bit over a year ago. I think it was at the improv shop. Probably. That's probably that's where I tend to meet everybody yeah. for the first time. Well, it's funny you bring that up because that's kind of what we do in our theme here a lot. Is like everybody we talk to is like, oh, we met at the improv shop. Or we did this. So shout out to the improv shop located right here in St. Louis, Missouri for always bringing people together. Pat, what yeah. have you been casually doing today? What's been happening? Well, uh, today I went to work at Jellystone Park like I usually do and... Uh, we just closed up for the camping season, so we're getting everything ready for the Christmas season, which opens up right before Thanksgiving. And I spent all day taking grills off their pedestals <laughs> and putting them on the on the porches of the cabins <laughs> so they don't get all rusty in the snow. Oh, gosh. Well, that sounds like fun. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's work, but it's, it's worth it. So for those of you who don't know, because I didn't know either, because I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, what is Jellystone Park? How did you start working there? What What's it like? Yeah, so Jellystone Park, we're a campground that's up the street from Six Flags in Eureka. That's why most people come to stay with us. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, so it's if you're familiar with the cartoon Yogi Bear that used to air on, like, Cartoon Network back in the mid to late 90s and on network television, like, way before any of us were born. <laughs> uh, we're basically a campground that's themed around uh, Yogi Bear and... No, like, we will have people dress up in a Yogi Bear costume, and the kids just eat it up. Aw, that's kind of cute. Have you ever been in the costume? Many times. Oh, really? Yeah. Shut up. Tell me a story, then, about when you were in the Yogi Bear costume. Yeah, one time I was in the Yogi Bear suit, and there was this there was this one family who was there, and their mom was, like, the, like the Yogi super fan. And so she kept wanting to get all these pictures of Yogi, even though... Uh, I was getting hot, so I used the international signal of tugging on Yogi's tie to be like, okay, Yogi needs to go inside now because he's going to pass out. Right. And this and this lady, she would just she would just keep persisting on getting all these different pics with Yogi. And then eventually, uh, Yogi just kind of dawdled away while they were going through their phones. 
like, dawdled away. Bye. <laughs> yeah, you know, catch you on the flip side. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> right, exactly. That's crazy. And yeah, wait, how long have you been working there? I've been working there since 2013. So you've been there for quite a long time. Yeah. So that's why you've been Yogi Bear so many times. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got lucky because uh, my sister's best friend used to be one of the managers there mm -hmm. until she got a teaching job about a year and a half ago. Sure. And, uh, and they used to have a, a cleaning company come in and clean the cabins, which is what I normally do. But uh, the year I started, they got rid of that because they weren't doing that good of a job. No. Oh. So I went in uh, and applied and got the job, and I've been there ever since. Oh, my God. So you're a veteran. You're a veteran of the Yogi Bear Club, for yep. sure. <laughs> that, I love it. I, uh, I don't know too much about Yogi Bear, but I just remember, like, uh, Cartoon Network would show... The very very old previous of when Yogi first came out, and now uh, it's kind of interesting now that you know this. So if you want to go visit Pat Ryan when he's not here talking with me, <laughs> yeah. those are one of the many places you can find him. I uh, but yeah, most importantly too, you are you are pursuing stand up comedy, and how long have you been pursuing that? Yeah, I did my first open mic uh, about four years ago, and then around two years ago is when I started really hitting and going to mics every week. What was your first open mic? Uh. Probably what a lot of people's first one is the comedy shipwreck over at the Heavy Anchor, nice. ho hosted by Chad Wallace. Yeah, Chad Wallace. We talked about him in the last episode with uh, local comedian Ronaldo Mercado, and he's great. He's really helped out the community and really encourages new comedians to keep trying out new material every Monday at the Heavy Anchor. So shout out to Chad. <laughs> oh yeah, Ch Ch Chad is wonderful because uh, one of the, the first times I did uh, the mic was uh, like I did some jokes. He's like. You got some good stuff. You keep going at it. And then, of course, because of my school schedule and my work schedule, I didn't end up going back for, like, three more months. Sure. Which happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then especially this year, because uh, Chad's been doing, like, uh, meet-up write-ups with, with some of the comics. And I've been go I was going to those, and he was giving me some great advice on some of my jokes. Like, all right. Because he, he knows, like, I'm kind of absurd. He's like, Feel free to go full, more full absurd. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely like one of those people, especially when he knows that you're trying to put new material out there because he is such a veteran to the scene. He's very understanding of being like, a, I guess Renato called him the tag master. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Chad comes up with a lot of great tags. And you're just like, oh, so I got to hit up Chad on occasion. I'm trying to write a bit now. I, uh, I was, for those of you who don't know, Pat doesn't know this either, but I was a pageant judge for a baby beauty pageant Aww. for like, oh, it was quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have all these premises for it to make it into a story, but I've got to find the tags and the punchlines to put in it. So Chad, if you're listening, I'm probably going to hit you up probably if not this week, the week after. <laughs> were were like, these Hi. pageants anything like toddlers and tiaras? Um, here, this is what happened. Well, we might as well talk about this, and then we're going to get into our topic for the day. But so when I was living in Cincinnati, there was, a, I mean, the lady who ran it was actually very nice. And I had a friend of a friend who was one of the judges, and she's like, oh, my God, you were perfect. <laughs> that sounds so cocky. But she's like, you are perfect, like, pageant judge material do you want to judge? And she's like, it's 40 bucks for two hours or something. And I was living with my parents. I was broke. So I was like, yeah, I'll take the $40. What do I have to do? And she's like, yeah, it's going to be, I won't say the name of the mall, but 
it's like one of those malls where you're surprised it hasn't gone out of business already. You know what I mean? Like, it's like everything's boarded up. It's just, it, it's crazy. And <laughs> I I was like, all right, I'll be a judge. Like, that's cool. So Layla, my friend of a friend, was there. Then there was me, this other girl, and then the, re- the nice lady that was running the pageant. And it was just for little kids. So there was like a baby category, and you had to rate them on overall look personality <laughs> and uh confidence <laughs> like all right yeah this baby looks like they didn't you know poop themselves so. exactly i was like they are confidently not shitting themselves right now like this is uh but my favorite part of it was there was a there's a little boy and he was maybe six months at the most and he had this little um little like santa outfit on Aww. it was very cute i know and like how can you not and it's you can't like really rate them on anything because they're all cute so it's just like this is david he likes sleeping eating food and watching spongebob squarepants or so yeah it's just so and like of course no one's there but the parents because no one else is going to come watch another kid that isn't theirs in a mall that's going out of business. Like, it's just, it, the whole thing is weird. Well, this little boy won Baby King by default because that was his his category. So I was like, this would make a great fit. You he know, is like, the king of the babies. He really was. And he fell asleep, and we had to put the crown on him while he was asleep. It was like, overall look, David personality it was just it was it was weird so chad if you're listening if you want to help me with this if you like this story tell me because <laughs> i need to know and now pat knows a really weird part of my life so as do all of the listeners right now <laughs> but yeah was there ever other than you know working at jellystone did you ever have a weird job that you did that you were like what the heck am i doing but i need the money uh, for like three weeks uh, in 2015, I worked at Toys R Us because... Um, oh my God, they're out of business now. Yeah, they're out of business. Uh, <laughs> so it's a good thing I didn't work there past those three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I, I worked there because uh, I needed kind of something to do uh, in the evenings because Jellystone uh, during setup for Christmas would always just be, you know, eight to four Monday through Friday, so I needed something to do like on weekends when I needed money because I was broke and I was a theater student. Yeah. Oh, same. Yeah, we have that theater major thing going on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, nothing like you know going broke just so I can be in spam a lot. <laughs> Don't you love that? And now we're like, we'll just do uh, we'll do some comedy. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you. Even though now you know that Pat Ryan and I had some interesting. Do you realize though that we both worked at places where like things were going out of business, like. I was in a mall that was going to business. Yeah. <laughs> you were at a Toys R Us. That we're killing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we did just shot Jeffrey Gir- the giraffe. I know, right? We're just like, listen up, buddy. You're done here. Uh, what I wanted to ask you, though, was what made you want to get into comedy? And I know you also do improv. Yeah. You just graduated from college. Congratulations on that. And improv college. Yeah. yeah. College and improv college. So uh, tell us what, what I mean, you know, we've got our weird jobs that you're in, but, you know, everybody always has a story as to why they got into comedy or improv or both. What's your story? What was that? Yeah. So uh, when I was in high school, I just like, you know, joking around and making my friends laugh. And I would watch Comedy Central all the time and watch the stand up there. So I, I had always wanted to do stand up. But I never knew of really any open mics because I, you know, I was too lazy to Google. 
And then uh, you learn. Yeah. Well, one night uh, I was hanging out with my friend Jesse Klein, and uh, we we went to see a show at the Improv Shop, and then we went over to the Heavy Anchor because they do an open mic night, and uh, and a friend of ours was performing there, and towards the end of the mic, I walked up to Chance like. I know it's like late. Is there any way I can be able to get on and try? It's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and uh, Chad was like, yeah, sure. What's your name? I was like, yeah, I'm Pat Ryan. And then uh, when I got out, when he went up to introduce me, he was like, give it up your next comic. I didn't write it down. What's your name again? Aww. <laughs> yeah, so at like one o'clock in the morning, I did probably like two and a half minutes of material for... My friends. <laughs> that's okay. Sometimes I feel like that's what happens, though, at some mics. It's like, you know, you, <laughs> either, like, you have people who stay the whole time, which shout out to anybody who does go to an open mic and stay as an audience member the whole time. We love you as comedians. Thank God for you. But then there are definitely those days where <laughs> you're like, I just performed this for two people. And, uh, like, there was a last last week, I think it was, Keith Hughes was hosting at the Heavy Anchor because yeah. Chad is really great about putting like comics who want to like host and do stuff in, um, oh gosh, in the hot seat, I guess you could call it. Because, yeah. you know, you were on the lineup when Kate and I did yeah. it the uh, last year, but it was like Keith was hosting and there was this girl named Gabby who just <laughs> sat through the whole show and yeah. she was cracking up and laughing the whole time. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I say those, those are the audience members you want. Like, yeah. Like, they're just there to enjoy the show. Exactly. She's like, I'm coming every Monday. I'm like, good for you, Gabby. Good for you. Hell yeah. Well, well. so you talked about comedy. So now you're doing improv at the improv shop. You graduated from improv uh, college, like we talked about. What what made you decide to take your first improv class? Uh, well, when I went to Merrimack, I was a member of the improv club there. Mm -hmm. And they always did uh, short form games. And we always talked about trying to learn long form. And so, finally, money and time correlated, so I was able to take the classes there, and I really enjoyed doing the first level, so I was like, all right, I'm going to keep going with this. I'm going to graduate, because all the people in my class, they were, we were all great people. We all got along together. Like, we had a group chat going from level two on, and we and we'll still talk to each other, and uh, we'll, we'll come out to each other's shows and support each other. Cause, nice. Yeah, because uh, three of us were in uh, a sketch show this past weekend called the Saturday Evening Cabaret that's once a month. Yeah, how was that? Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, a lot of the sketches went pretty well because uh, Teal Pierce, who's like my comedy best friend, he and I wrote... Teal! Teal. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving you a shout-out, Teal. <laughs> shout-out to Teal Pierce. Yeah, so uh, we wrote this sketch when we were we were the uh, the vaudeville comedy duo of Wise and Crack. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we did these terrible puns this uh, bastardized version of Abbott and Costello's Who's on First, and then we sang a parody version of So Long Farewell from the Sound of Music. Oh my god, are you going to do this again? Uh, I hope we get to like get another run of, of the sketch. Um, Me too. I'm really, well, because I saw on Instagram you guys were in these Texas, and I'm like, oh my god, I wish I would have seen this, but that's, a, that's really cool, Pat. I'm really glad, and shout out to Teal. He's also a St. Louis-based comedian. You can see him November 7th through the 9th. 8th? 
hosting for Dana, Dana Gould. Gould at the Helium Comedy Club. Yay, Teal. Yeah. Yeah, my, my comedy best friend is hosting for my favorite stand-up. Um, hell yeah. Oh, go, Teal. And that's what we love to see is people who have been grinding, you know, putting in the time, and then good things. Good things should happen to good people. Go, Teal. You are the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of grinding and doing things, um, today we are here to actually talk about something, like, pretty interesting. Pat has always been very sweet, and he's like, yeah, I, uh, I talked... I, I, have an OCD or I live with OCD. Yeah. I don't ever say have an OCD, but like how like, this is what we'll get into during the podcast because clearly I don't know anything because I'm not a doctor. But Pat has a great little bit where he talks about, hi, I have OCD and the three things that you shouldn't do and like it's like, what don't, is it? Don't touch me. Don't fucking touch me. All this must be in threes. Exactly. And it's, it's so cute. I love like how it's delivered. And on October 13th through the 19th, it is OCD, um, obsessive compulsive disorder. For those of you, I was like, for some reason, I looked at OCD and I was like, what, what does this mean again? I think I like need fish oil or something because <laughs> I don't remember anything anymore. Uh, but that is the awareness week for it. So what a great thing to have Pat here to kind of discuss this. So myself, as well as all of you can kind of be a little bit more aware when we're dealing with OCDs, because I feel like... And correct me if I'm wrong, OCDs can be, or the, the term OCD can be thrown out a lot. Because people at the time are like, oh, I have an OCD. Oh, man, I'm so OCD. Like, oh, yeah, it gets thrown out a lot. And I, and I hate it because I'm like, but are you? Because then I need to know what I'm dealing with. So I, I guess what I wanted to ask you about is when do you know you have an OCD or like or you have it? Or how does this work in the life of OCD? Yeah, so, well, OCD is, like, it's a generalized anxiety disorder. Sure. And, like, one of the major things about OCD is that, especially with me, I get, you know, these intrusive thoughts in my mind. So, like, I can just be, like, going on my day and suddenly this thought will pop in, uh, whether good or bad, and it just won't leave no matter how hard I try to shake it. Like, because, mm -hmm. like, so, like, sometimes I'll just be doing something, like, at home, and it'll be like, all right, I just want to sit down and watch, like, Scooby-Doo. Aww. And it's like, it'll just keep impeding my mind until I finish the task, and then I'll just go upstairs and watch, like, three episodes of Scooby-Doo. Right. Yeah, and then, uh, there's a, and, uh, one, another aspect of OCD that a lot of people, it's the, it's the one that gets generalized the most is having everything, like, being clean and organized. It's like, just because you like things clean and organized does not necessarily mean you have OCD. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because, I am I am not a very clean and organized person. <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes sense. I uh, I kind of feel the same way because I feel like that's a big thing. Like, I I think that kind of gets mixed up. Did you now? Did you have to be? I guess like again, this may this may sound dumb, but did you have to get diagnosed for it? Like, what what made you get to this point? Yeah. So uh, when I was nine years old, uh, I was my family. We were always my brother, sister, and I were always seeing this psychologist and. Uh, we were always talking to him, and then when I was uh, going into the fourth grade, he diagnosed me with OCD. The only issue I had was the fact he never really explained to me what it was. Of course. Or at least if he did, it, you know, it was in one ear or out the other because you know, I'm a little kid. Mm -hmm. And so for, like, up until about my senior year of high school, I was like, okay, so you say I have this thing. I don't think I have this thing. And then during my senior year of high school, I actually decided to buckle down and do some research via Wikipedia because, you know, that's the most trusted source. <laughs> yeah. And I, I uh, saw some things. It's like, okay, I may actually have this. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because especially because, uh, you know, with the intrusive thoughts, because most of mine is, you know, intrusive thoughts. I'm not one of those people who has to necessarily, you know, flip a light switch several times or else, you know, someone might suffer a terrible accident. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, to those people who have that, like, you know, shout out to you for really pulling through, like, mm-hmm. dealing with that, because... Uh, because you're, they're really like on the. Yeah, bottom. I was about to say, are there different levels of it? I guess. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like OCD doesn't uh, doesn't affect everybody the same way. Mm-hmm. Because there is like just pure obsessional OCD, which is just, you know, you just deal with the intrusive thoughts, which is which is what my OCD is, and uh, and then there are some people who are like, kind of have agoraphobic OCD, so it's like they do not really go outside they don't like to deal with germs oh wow okay yeah. yeah that's that's part of the reason why you know being like people liking stuff clean is kind of stereotyped with ocd yeah and uh there there are and there's obsessive compulsive personality disorder which is kind of the more organized oh wow mm-hmm. yeah so that's like more like organizational stuff and not necessarily no, dealing with intrusive thoughts or, you know, not being touched or... Sure. Well, which is always... I always am very flattered when Pat Ryan ever gives me a hug because I'm like, oh my God, he said not to me. And I'm like, and we got a hug. And Pat's so sweet. He's like, well, I don't get to see you a lot. So on occasion, if I if I do hug you, it's because of that. Yeah. And I'm like, I appreciate it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it it's like, there's a very short list of people who I always have a hug waiting for. Yeah. Molly is on that list. Yeah, I love it. Sorry, yeah. guys. Anybody that's in the St. Louis comedy scene that didn't make the list, oh well. No, I'm just kidding. I say, <laughs> I say, the, the only the only people who in SDL comedy who are guaranteed to be on the list are you, Purdy B, Hillary Anger, and Tree Sanchez. Yes. Oh my God. Well, shout out to Hillary, Purdy, and Tree. Yeah, yeah, we we would be that. We'd be a good combo. We're just like, we get it. They would understand. Sorry, that was a little inside baseball, but. My ladies understand me. Um, so what when you're doing comedy, because you're talking about these intrusive thoughts, this is kind of just popped into my mind now. Does this ever come up while you're doing like a set at an open mic or in a show? Uh, many times. like some, Really? Yeah, sometimes I'll just start thinking about random things because I've even lost my train of thought while telling a joke sometimes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, l- luckily I've worked on getting better with that. It did pop in uh, during, uh, I did Yours, Mine, and Ours, Sam Lyons and Meredith Hopping's show mm-hmm. back in April. And I think just because we didn't have that big of a crowd, so I think I kind of psyched myself out a little bit. Yeah. So I, so my brain just started thinking about other things to help get over my nerves. And it didn't quit thinking while I was doing my set. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I, I think that's happened to me and I don't have OCD. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that in a, in a funny way because that does happen where you're like, let me just psych myself out here for a second. But I can only imagine it's probably heightened having OCD. So that that's interesting to know for sure. Yeah. Now, I guess what I want to know too, since we're talking about this, does comedy, because you know when you're writing a joke with the punctuation and everything, does that actually kind of help? OCD? Uh, kind of does a little bit because, like, even before I was diagnosed, I did like having my grammar proper because it just looked right. Yeah. And that's and that's kind of I hate to throw in the stereotype that I was debunking earlier, but that is one of the things I have is like I do like my grammar to be properly punctuated. Mm-hmm. 
I yeah. think that's going to be great if you're ever an editor for anything. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, because uh, when I was, like, 10 or 11, uh, my parents uh, had flyers made up for this Irish festival uh, they were uh, helping out with. And I couldn't help but notice uh, they had the wrong date on there because they, it, it was supposed to be, like, uh, on a Saturday, but they had the date of, like, the Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you guys know you got the date wrong, right? Because it says Saturday whenever, and it's like, that's Sunday's date. They're like, oh, shit. <laughs> a, bunch of, a bunch of adults couldn't see that, but the 11-year-old saw it. Of course, which is why next time I produce a show, you're going to be on the crew. I'll be like, Pat, before I send these out to Vistaprint, I need to see exactly what I did wrong here, what's going on. But I get it. I, uh, I think that's kind of, in a way, that almost kind of works in your favor, because anywhere you get hired or anything like that, you're going to need to have good punctuation. Yeah. Now, you're writing a play. Yes. Yes, which is kind of great. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that and maybe how OCD comes into play when you're trying to sit down and focus and put something like that together? Yeah, so uh, the play I'm writing, uh, it's about two best friends, one of which who has OCD. He's, he's basically an avatar for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he and his friend have kind of they've drifted off in the last few months, so they kind of go to best friends therapy. Because I love it, which is basically couples therapy for best friends. Oh! And uh, so when they're talking to the you know to the therapist, the therapist has an idea because they're they're doing uh, this sort of experiment where uh, you can go inside the mind of somebody to understand how it works. So uh, they kind of go into the mind of um, the character based on me, just so so uh, it can be explained how my mind works. Yeah. Because I've always been trying to write an OCD play for like four years, but mm-hmm. I could never really sit down and write one, partially because it's like, I want to make sure I'm portraying OCD properly. Yeah. And then finally, I was like, maybe I should just, you know, portray OCD as how it affects me. And then I sat down. Uh, I've been taking like a notebook to open mics because when I try to sit down at a computer to write, uh, I just get distracted by the internet. Yeah. That's, it's easy to. Facebook is a very uh, crazy tool. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah, all of it. I know. I always, I always keep Wikipedia tabs open. Yeah, I totally get that feeling. Yeah, yeah. I just have that thirst for knowledge. Yeah, you just have to just kind of know. And plus, Wikipedia is so easy. It's an easy tool because, like, you can just, like, it's the first thing that comes up. You're like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to search for anything else. It's just going to be right there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of cool. So now... Actually, can I ask you about the story? So Pat had on his Facebook, which was just cracking me up, was that drunk lady at the improv shop, I yeah. think it was, that was bothering you about the play. Do yeah. you mind sharing that story? Yeah, so back two or three weeks ago, I was uh, at the improv shop at the open mic, and uh, after my set, I went out in the hall because while I was on stage, I got inspired for an idea, and uh, this is between uh, shows, and this drunk lady came up to me. He's like, why the notes? He's like, I'm writing a play. And she's like, oh, does that does writing things down help? It's like, yeah, that's how you write a play. <laughs> and then my friend Andy Compton commented with the best thing. It's like, she's going to go on to be the greatest playwright of her generation. Right. Just writing with her mind. Just like, yeah. does it help to write things down? Oh, my lady. Yeah. You didn't think that. You're in the wrong place. We yeah. do comedy in the other room and theater is theater. Which, by the way, Pat is also a great supporter of the theater scene. 
I did a play called Lady Warrior that I wrote over at the Cranford, and you were so nice to come and support me. Yeah, so I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> and shout out to Rebecca Carney for having an extra ticket. Woo-woo! Yeah, Rebecca was one I'm of just going to name drop everybody. Yeah, anybody that deserves it. Rebecca was on one of our episodes, yeah. and she's a local comedian as well, and burlesque performer. Yeah, so she did Cash Pockets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I saw Lady Warrior, and then uh, the next night I saw Analysia Coker's show, Nora's Numbers. Which, oh, she's great. Which mm-hmm. was another wonderful those are the two shows i saw at fringe oh go yeah go team yeah go st louis for it's like i made sure to see the shows uh by people who i knew exactly which i felt bad because i couldn't see the improv team hark who i've been wanting to see because i know just about everybody on that team sean madden did an episode with us yep Mm -hmm. oh yeah no sean madden's great eric diaz is great anna dreamer's great uh caitlin forks is great una mcgarry's great there's probably other people i'm forgetting i think anna smith's on that team (laughs) Well, yeah, everybody on Hark, keep killing it. You guys are awesome. Annalisha Kocher, she is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I, uh, she actually, um, they did, like, previews before the shows. I give her their opening yeah. night. So the producer, uh, he, he, he did the intro, but Annalisha was running late from her show. So I was like, hey, I hate to put you on the spot, which I do a lot of times with people, and I feel terrible doing that, but it's kind of great. Do you mind just doing like a little bit after the show? And she goes, Oh my God, yeah. So I like cued her in and got her in there. And her show is fantastic. I hope they do it again for those yeah. of you who didn't get to see it. And then someday we'll remount Lady Warrior because it got a good response. So it was the, it was I had it in the Afrobane Festival up here, but this was the second time doing it. But it's a, it's hard to kind of sit there. And I, I get it. When I was at, I wrote it when I was in Cincinnati, but the difference was. I kind of lucked out with my parents because we have this like sunroom in their house and like it's a it's just a room with all windows but the thing is everything's like in trees and forest and you're like very like relaxed but when I do stuff in the city it's hard because you're just like oh my god there's like car sounds and noises and like when I do things at work it's so easy to pull up like Facebook and stuff in the internet versus the windows there was like it's very hard to get any access. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I know, that's that's the one thing reason why I liked writing at the improv shop. Yeah. Because, you know, people saw me in my notebook and they're like, oh, Pat's writing his play. Let's leave him alone for a few minutes. Yeah. And then, you know, if I couldn't really think of where to move on, I'd be like, all right, guys, I'm ready to talk now. Exactly. Yeah, because um, yeah, one, one of the big things with my OC is the fact I have terrible social anxiety, mm-hmm. which, is part, which is another part of the reason why I did improv. Yeah. Yeah, because... Uh, because a couple months ago, uh, I think it was the flyover mic, J.C. Sabala, who's a great person. Oh, yeah, J.C. was on here, casually pursuing comedy. Yeah, because, yeah. because you know, he, because you know, sometimes he'd like to try to mess with me and like knock things out of order. It's like, all right, J.C., I'll play along, even though this is not how my OCD. Effect. Jesus Christ, J.C., really? But, well, I, mean, <laughs> I know he's not. I know he's not trying to be a jerk about it. I know, he, right? He, yeah. I just winked at the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. Uh, a couple months ago, uh, he was he was like, because I would always just walk in the circles and just not say anything and be like, oh crap, Pat's in the circle now. <laughs> JC was like, Pat, I'm gonna get, for your birthday, I'm gonna get you like a book of conversation topics. Aww. <laughs> and then about a month ago at the August one, I walked up to the circle and he's like, and said, hi everybody. He's like, holy crap, Pat's actually being talkative. It's like. Yeah, I was just waiting over there for my time to chime in. Exactly. Like, I know Aaron Porter talked about that on his episode. He did Casually Approachable for listeners who don't know, but he said that too. He's like, yeah, sometimes I just like chill and then eventually I'll like come say something. You know, we all do, which is fine. Oh, yeah. And, you know. yeah, Aaron Porter is always one of those people who I can just 
I don't feel bad about walking up to. Yeah. Oh, because you're casually approachable, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> now, follow up before we get into our next segment. Did JC ever get you that topic book yet? Not yet. Well, my birthday is not till October the 6th. Okay. So, JC, you're being held. Oh, that's when our episode comes out. Yeah. So, JC, you're being held to your gift. I'm going to post that in our uh, our blurb. I'll be like, and JC Savala, we're waiting for the conversation topic book. We'll let you know. But no, JC is great. He knows I love him. But uh, get get Pat that book. <laughs> yeah, I say, I say my birthday's on the night of the flyover, Mike. Oh, nice. All right. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the flyover, Mike. We're going to do some stand-up comedy. And we're going to get some conversation topics. Now we are at time for the segment of What Have You Casually Streamed This Week, where Pat and I are going to talk about what we've watched and why you guys should watch it too. Pat, what have you been watching lately that you would recommend our listeners to look at? Or maybe something you wouldn't. Who knows? Uh, well, uh, lately, like I said earlier, I've been streaming a lot of Scooby-Doo lately. Yeah? Oh, man. So have you been streaming the old school Scooby-Doo? Yeah, yeah. I streamed Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? The Scooby-Doo show. I streamed Scooby, like- Scooby-Doo. Doo. Where, Where are, are you? you? I yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was streaming like every, every incarnation up through like What's New Scooby-Doo and some of the movies. Yeah. Particularly uh, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost and Scooby-Doo and the Alien Invaders, which are my two favorites. I'll have to look at those. Yeah. 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 Well, I subscribed to Boomerang on Amazon about a week and a half ago. Nice. All right. Yeah. And uh, I've... And uh, lately I've... Although I kind of dwindled down the last couple of weeks, I was watching uh, the Epic Tales of Captain Underpants on Netflix <laughs> because that was my favorite book series growing up. And about a month ago, I got to meet Dave Pilkey at the Shape Fist because he was Get doing, it out. yeah, he was yeah. doing, yeah, he was doing uh, like a TED Talk type deal, and it's like. I'm making sure I go to this. Yes, as you should. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he took pictures of everybody, and I was like, I've waited 20 years for this, and he said, thank you for your patience. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, see, I, I never got to read Captain Underpants. I think that came out when I was starting middle school, maybe, and then I, I don't know, I just never read it, but... I remember, like, the character on the front, and he had the cape and the underpants, and I just remember, like, dying of laughter, because I was like, oh my Captain Earth. But I had friends who read it and absolutely loved the series, so I'm so glad that you got to, that's a really cool experience, Pat. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because another uh, improviser, Christy Harper, she brought her six-year-old daughter, because, yeah, because they were, uh, because... No, they were always they read the books together and they watched the movie and the cartoons and all that. It's like, so it's like it's it's nice when you can like share things you love with your kids. Yeah. Of which I don't have any yet. Yeah, I don't have any either, so yeah. don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool though, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Anything else? I'm trying to remember now. That's all right. Um, <laughs> Scooby Doo sounds great, yeah. guys. If you want to go back and have some nostalgia, that kind of made me nostalgic because I remember being. In the early 90s, my favorite on Saturday morning was they would put the old Scooby-Doo on. And it was on, yeah, Cartoon Network because you would have one Saturday morning and then they would show um, the Scooby-Doo series. And I used to, like, get so into it. Like, I loved... um, how <laughs> I would always be like, ooh, I love Daphne, but I really think in real life I'm a Thelma for sure. <laughs> you mean Velma. Velma. Yeah, Th- Velma. I'm like Thelma. So ooh, I see you're casual. I see, I see you're casual fans. Yeah. I'm like, I have like, because I have, especially when I used to have bangs and the black glasses I wear, there was one day I went to class and I have this like 
orange sweater with the um with the turtleneck, turtleneck. and <laughs> my friend Julia Crump hey Julia was like oh hey mama gonna go solve <laughs> some gonna solve like some mysteries and I was like bitch I might I don't know I uh, it's it was just it was I used to get into all the mysteries and like Shaggy and Scoob were so yeah. I don't know it's just it was a lot of fun I really I really liked that growing up a lot that was kind of cool yeah it's like when I was younger they, like Cartoon Network Saturday like Saturday afternoons had like the Scooby Doo block where they show like an episode from every like series like yeah Scooby Doo where are you the new Scooby Doo movies the Scooby Doo show Scooby and Scrappy Doo the new Scooby Doo mysteries Thirteen Ghosts a pup named Scooby Doo. Because uh, most, like, most Friday nights I would stay over with my grandma, and then, like, the next day, like, one of the things we watched together, she she watched Scooby-Doo with me. Yes, go grandma. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, that was always fun times. Oh, absolutely. And, like, you sounded like, you know, you were always pretty close with your grandma. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, no, she, like, she was the one person in my family who I was the closest to. Oh. Yeah. I didn't get to know my grandparents, so I yeah. think that's really great that you had the opportunity yeah, to I, do I, that. I had 23 wonderful years of her. Oh, I know. Well, she, you're, yeah, it's great. I she, love it. Go she's ahead. the reason I managed to graduate college. Good. Well, Grandma, rest in peace. You are the bomb. And you also got this man watching Scooby-Doo on Boomerang. Yeah. <laughs> so good for you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I uh, What have I streamed lately? Um, well... Oh, yeah. So what did I watch the other day? Was And now I'm going to have to remember this for a second. I just had it in my... Oh, yes. So Jimmy and I just watched this movie called Colossal. I've heard of it. Yes. So it stars... It's kind of a strange plot. So it stars Anne Hathaway from The Princess Diaries. Yeah. She is, like, in New York. She kind of has a dysfunctional relationship with her boyfriend and she can't really get her life together. And so her boyfriend, like, kicks her out. Like, you have, like, 45 minutes to leave or something. So she goes back to her hometown as every good story starts. And the house that her parents own, there was, like, an extra key. And she's, like, on an air mattress. She's kind of a mess. And her neighbor, I think it's Jason Sudeikis, shows up. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, Oscar, hi. And um, she starts working at his bar and all these things. But... What's weird is every night when she goes, like, if she, get, if she gets drunk and she falls asleep in the playground, the park playground that's in the neighborhood, um, she has this connection into being a monster in um, Seoul. It's oh. crazy. So, like, basically she's, like, stepping on things and doing all this stuff, and she doesn't even realize she's doing it, so the next day she wakes up and realizes... So, and it's nowhere else. She doesn't turn into a monster in school except only in this park. So she shows... Um, she shows Jason, and he comes in and then realizes there's, like, a twist to it about how, how he's somehow involved in it. And it's kind of crazy how she ends up saving the country in the end, um, so if you just want to see Anne Hathaway be a monster and then also, like, kind of save her life, the town, the country, it's pretty badass. I, I can't tell too much about it, though, because I don't want to give too much of the story away. So it's kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde meets Godzilla meets, you know, but with happy ending. Totally. It's crazy because, like, the thing is she's like, oh, my God, I'm hurting people. But then she becomes, like, this monster savior there. But then Jason Sudeikis gets in the way of that for some reason and uh, doesn't turn out to be the guy that we originally thought he might be in the beginning. Oh. So 
if you can watch it it's called colossal it's super good jimmy's like it's kind of a weird movie but i i like how it turned out because you're just like ooh. At the end, she's got like that girl power thing going on, and it's it's pretty awesome. I say, so. weird, weird movies are the best movies. Oh yeah, I'm like you know why not? Why not watch a little bit of something weird? That's why I watch Good Burger all the time. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Well, so I also have been streaming Dancing with the Stars, and we all know I love some trashy reality <laughs> TV, and Cal Mitchell is on it. And he is killing it. I'm like, what? Oh, I've known Kel Mitchell can dance since he was on all that 20 plus years ago. He is so good. Like, he's with this, uh, one of my favorite choreographers. Her name is Whitney Carson. And yeah, because I was a dance girl my whole life. And I I love it so much. That's why I like to watch it, to be honest with you. It's just the dancing and the choreography. And I know the work and the dedication it takes to get into that. But he like his posture and his personality i'm like get it cow like go go good burger yourself and he um that was his intro for a package when they do the like hi i'm cal i'm this he goes you probably remember me from like all that and good burger and we're like yay yeah <laughs> yeah cause i got to meet kel back in february because he came and did a talk at merrimack what at, at the community college and this is a big deal. For those of you who don't know Pat Ryan personally, this man, like, really loves the movie Good Burger. I've written so many jokes about Good So many jokes. So the fact that he actually met one of the Good Burger kings, Cal Mitchell, this is big for you. So you yeah. you saw him at Merrimack? Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. yeah. Because he, yeah, he did a talk for Black History Month. Yeah. And so I made sure to be there. As I would, too. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, like, it was just a great experience because uh, he talked about, you know, he talked a little bit about working on, like, all that and Keenan and Kel and all that. But most importantly, he talked about, like, you know, his personal life, like, how, where he had grown as an artist and as a person. Because uh, when I was, uh, like, after Keenan and Kel ended, he kind of hit a low point and thought about suicide. And then he turned he turned to God. Wow. Yeah, it's like, he's one of those people who's, like, okay, who, like, I like the fact that you found, like, Jesus and all that because he wasn't, like, overtly preachy about it. He's like, I found God. I'm in a happy place now. Yeah. Because now he's got a wife and, I think, three or four kids. Anything that helps you kind of live your – that's what I always say to you. Anything that helps you live your best life and get your life on the track that you need it to be on so you can live a healthy lifestyle – that's awesome. Shout out to Kel Mitchell. Yeah, that, Probably isn't listening to this, but that's cool. Yeah, that that and uh, there was this one kid guy who like raised his hand and he's like, can I do a monologue for you? And so he went up there and did uh, performed a monologue in front of Kel. Mm-hmm. And Kel was like, man, please pursue acting. You are great. Oh my gosh. See, and we need people like that to kind of grab people in the... Uh, the people, you know, people, young people that are learning and doing things just like he is, you know, I, I, and kind of influence them and make sure that they're on the right track. So I, that's really awesome. Thank you for sharing that. See, we didn't even know. We casually had a really cool fucking story about Kel Mitchell. And you also know he's on Dancing with the Stars and he is killing it. Yeah. And Pat Ryan does love Good Burger, guys. Very much. (laughs) It's great. Oh yeah. Cause like last week I, I wrote a new bit that had nothing to do with Good Burger and like, uh. Sam was like, "Man, you're you being you're sure you're being true to yourself." It's like, "Yeah, I not every joke has to be about Good Burger." Yeah, like, sorry guys, I have to have some other material too. Okay, like, yeah, but but you'll always be the Good Burger King, and that yeah. is per, other than you know Keenan and Cal. But you'll I'm sure you're in the royalty triumph now, which is great. I, <laughs> I can take Gabe Vigoda's place. Oh, I love it. Sounds good to me. Now I want to watch Good Burger, which I think is on Netflix, so I will yeah. uh, definitely be tuning in. Yeah. 
So we talked about what we wanted to stream. Before we head out today and do our last segment, I loved hearing about casually living with OCD. What advice would you give to people first to for people who don't maybe understand an OCD or approaching somebody with an OCD? Um, not that we should approach you any differently yeah. than we would anybody else, but to help people understand what it's like if there's anything we should know. One thing I would definitely say is like if you're not sure about OCD, do just do a little bit of research on it because a, a drop of knowledge can make a big river. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, don't just treat it like it's a joke like a lot of people do. Like, yeah, sure, I make jokes about my OCD, but it's like I also don't go making fun of other people's OCD. Cause, exactly. Because mm-hmm. it's like one of those things where it's like, all right, I can self-deprecate all I want, but it's like you don't realize how you might unintentionally be hurting someone by generalizing it or specifically making fun of some somebody else's because, you know, some people, like, you know, have fun with me, but it's like I don't mind it as much because I know they're just trying to have fun, and it's like it's, com- it's coming from a good place where sometimes you get people who are like, you know, who will just make, oh, I've, because there's those, yeah, because a few years ago there was those sweaters that uh, say like obsessive Christmas disorder. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't really care about, care for those, not because I found it offensive, mostly because I just didn't think it was like that good of an OCD joke. Oh, no. And I, I, this is coming from somebody that loves Christmas, probably wouldn't have bought one, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, uh, Another piece of advice I, advice, of advice I would have <laughs> is uh, just, you know, if you're not sure about something with someone, feel free to ask them. Because a lot of people are willing, more willing to be open with you if, you know, you just approach them and ask them calmly. It's like, hey, I don't know much about OCD. Is this thing, you know, you have going on, is that something involving your OCD? Because I've had uh, several people ask me about OCD recently because they're like, hey, I'm not sure about this. Huh. And uh, just the fact I've been able to, like, you know, be more open and everything, especially like, in the last month because uh, uh, I'm now on a part of a collaborative Instagram group, which you should follow. We're at ocd.advocates.united. Yeah. Uh, you know, we post uh, periodically about stuff involving about OCD and like, you know, the steps to take, uh, you know, towards making sure you know, and like, hey, this thing's a stereotype. It's not always true. And sometimes uh, we'll post like personal things about ourselves. Because uh, uh, I, because one of the first days we had the account, I posted, I posted like. A quasi inspirational quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, about. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was now. <laughs> That's okay. It's like when I was trying to remember what I streamed. Besides, oh, colossal. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like the way I say. The way, yeah, because now I remember what the quote was. Because uh, the way I put it is like, I don't suffer from OCD. I fight it. That way, it sounds like I'm winning. Yeah, I agree. That's cool. That's really cool, man. Good for yeah. you. And I love that. What's really admirable about you, Pat, is like, obviously, you're clearly a good person. You're very nice. You're you're so funny. But um, I love that you're, you know, rather than feeling sorry for yourself and being like, oh, like I have to struggle with this, you're being such an advocate, like, and you're really trying to help people 
not only just you're not only trying to help yourself but help other people who are maybe kind of feeling the same way you are or maybe even worse you're trying to make them have a positive foundation to kind of move forward and do what they're supposed to be doing so good for you that's Aww. awesome yeah you're gonna make me cry molly oh my god don't cry i mean well i mean i guess if you want to you can yeah. but i would just feel bad if i was the cause of it i mean it's so. gonna be a good cry it's like, <laughs> it's, like it's not gonna be like all right molly made me feel good about myself now i'm just gonna go cry and be sad <laughs> actually make you laugh the last segment we're gonna do is actually i don't know if you've heard it in our other episodes but we do the casual rumble and it's basically where we just sit on our asses for four minutes and we just kind of bitch about what we've casually given up on during the week are you are <laughs> are you ready for this i'm ready so what i'm gonna do because i'm not that fancy yet is i'm gonna put on the timer and i'll start off you can basically give up on um just about anything, really, if you think about it, guys. So, like, sometimes we talk about cleaning, laundry, making money, <laughs> like, travel, whatever. Whatever you think. Um, I can start on this. Give me one second here. I have given up on life balance. I feel like all I've been doing is going back and forth, and I've had at least three breakdowns this week. So, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, no, one thing I've given up on is, uh, like, trying to make sure I'm somewhere like super early instead of just being like okay i can just be like a few minutes early because i have this terrible habit of like oh if i i've got to be somewhere and it's like oh i it's 10 minutes away i will leave like 45 minutes early to make sure i'm definitely there on time <laughs> right and it's like lately i've been uh making sure like okay i don't have to leave this early traffic's not that bad anyway because mm -hmm. <laughs> uh that was that was actually another one of the things with my ocd that i've been able to conquer a little bit is just showing up places super early. Yeah. <laughs> because I was actually talking with Matt Barnes a couple of weeks ago, and because uh, it's like I talk about how I get places super early, with the exception of work. I was like, I don't mind if I'm a couple minutes late. He's like, hold the phone. <laughs> <laughs> your, your OCD brain is like, yeah, I gotta be places like half an hour early, but I don't mind being late for work. You're like, there's just something about being late to work. You're like, I'll just sit here, and I'm always five or ten minutes late to work all the time. So I've given up to getting work on time, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. I've also given up on, uh, oh, well, I have casually given up beer. So I will not be drinking beer. Please support me, anybody that sees me at any open mics or shows. It's been, what I've been doing is I'm trying to, and it's amazing when you cut out beer, how things change. Yeah. You're like, oh, so I've been drinking a lot of, like, vodka sodas and bourbon. So... Please keep cheering me on if you can. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, since I've been writing the play, I was like, I gave myself the uh, stipulation, like, I'm not going to drink while I'm writing this play. Once I finally get, like, typed up and all that, I'll have a drink. I did make one exception. Like, uh, the last night of my improv class, we all went to the Royale on King's Highway. And uh, and my, one of the fa my favorite people in the class, Doug, he bought shots for everybody. They were, he bought us all sweet tart shots for, like, 15 people damn dog <laughs> and i was like okay you know what i'll make this exception so we can all have a toast together yeah but otherwise i haven't like had an actual drink in almost a month good for you yeah well i i actually did finish like writing out the uh the on in the notebook now i just gotta get down and type to typing it all right yeah there we go see he's got it written down the notebook he's gonna type it i can't wait to see this play this is yeah. gonna be great yeah i had to do i had to keep myself busy thursday night 
right before my uh, set, the World Series of Comedy. Oh my gosh, yeah. I uh, that was another thing. I was like, I <laughs> I have given up on uh, being upset about ever like. Sometimes you know when you just slip up in a set and you're like, oh, like when you like um at my World Series of Comedy set, I kind of lost people in the beginning, but then I got them at the end, yeah. so I ended strong. So I just have to give up on being hard on myself when I bomb. So I don't know if I've done that this week, but. It is or not bomb, but you know what I mean when I'm not happy with something. So I have to just at least put that in the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because at my set, uh, I was starting my last joke, which a lot of people, which a lot of the comics know, I do a joke about getting rejected by Laffy Taffy. It's great. Yeah, I, I was it. like, I like I started right when I got the light, and I was not able to finish it in time before they started playing the music because I kept getting laugh. It's like, I was like, oh, oh well, because yeah, because Joe Lowers, who like it runs the World Series of Comedy. I told him, I was like, yeah, I did, because a lot of comics during the week had trouble seeing the light. Yeah. Like, I saw the oh, light. Oh, I couldn't see it. Yeah. yeah, I saw the light, and so I was like, yeah, I I saw the light. I just couldn't get my last joke out in time. I was like, well, did you have fun anyway? It's like, yeah, he's like, that's all that matters. Joe is the best. I love Joe. That's yeah, exactly no, what we he We started says. having a Joe Lowers impersonation contest, and I think it was... Keep going. I think it was down to me and uh, this guy, Conrad, who's from Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, who's best friends with uh, Jamie Ward, who was, a ve- Jamie. who was a very nice person from the World Series of Comedy. Yeah. And because, like, after my set, he came out of the showroom. I was like, dude, that was a, you did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, because uh, the week before the World Series had started, uh, I went out and canvassed with him all throughout Illinois. Like Belleville's and uh, Collinsville, Illinois, and all that. Yeah, and it's like we like we just got along great. Oh, that's great! Yeah. I know that's what I want to do next year. I had too many shows the week of the World Series of Comedy, so next year I'd like to like use my vacation days so that way I can uh, go and kind of schmooze a little bit more and meet people. But that was awesome that you went and canvassed and you did everything. We should support the World Series of Comedy. It's a great yeah, organization. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like. You know, Joe Lowers, Jamie Ward, uh, Brian Valencia, Jason Rowland, Bobby mm-hmm. Roberts. Who, yeah, Bobby Roberts. Yeah. She's a sweetie. Oh, yeah, yeah she's a sweet. Like, like every like every day I want to go in there, like Jason, Bobby, like, hey, Pat, how are you doing? You're, how many, what, how, how many shifts are you working today? Yeah, you're like, but hey, I mean, that is, that. that's what I love about people in comedy is they understand, like, this is part of the grind. It's part of the hustle. That's why we keep going to these open mics. Yeah. And we keep going to these shows. And yeah. We keep putting ourselves out there. We keep stuff. So, it's just great. Get your business card. Keep rocking and rolling. Yeah, the, the one, the, I think the one thing that like took that like you know warmed my heart the most was how they talked about how much they just love this scene for comedy. Yeah, it's because how we we you know ninety nine percent of us all get along. And you no, know, because there's a couple bits of drama, but that's that's in every scene. Well, here is the thing: there's always going to be drama anywhere you go, but it's what you do with your talent and what you do with pursuing your passions and your dreams is what's more important. Yep. So, honestly, not to be so like profound here, Pat. Great talking to you. Before we let you go and you do your casual life here, um, where can we find you on social media, Instagram, Facebook, any of those things? Yeah, I'm on Facebook at Pat Ryan. <laughs> yeah, uh, two first names. Yeah, two first names. Or yeah, uh, or really, if you go Patrick Ryan, I have three. Yeah. Y- Yale Hollander pointed that out to me at Jokes and Spokes earlier in the morning. Yale Hollander always comes up on this podcast. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm at in- I'm on Instagram at Breaking Pat. 
and at ocd.advocates.united. There we go. See, there is all these places. There, there yeah. is. See, and grammatical. There are all these places to find. Yeah, and uh, on the Twitter, I never use. I'm at <laughs> I'm at Pat underscore the underscore punster. I love it. Oh my god, that's great. I really use my Twitter a lot either, just on the occasion, but it works for me. Yeah. Um, Again, you can find the Casually Molly podcast. We are located on Spotify, Google Play, your Apple podcast app, iTunes, and Podbean. On occasion, we do show up on iHeartRadio podcast, so you can take a look on there as well. Uh, Pat, do you have any shows coming up? Oh, well, uh, November 2nd is the, the next iteration of the Saturday Evening Cabaret. Perfect. There you go. What, whatever weird sketch Teal and I write up, uh, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be a surprise. But we do have a fun idea. We're hoping we get to use. Yes. And then, uh, well, this has already be passed. But uh, Wednesday, October the second, I will be the uh, the guest comic at uh, at the Way Out Club's uh, Way Out Weirdo Wednesdays. Nice. So see, there you go. Pat's grinding. He's working. He's doing stuff. Unlike me, I had shows all last week, and now I don't have shit. So that, that's, that's usually how the comedy grind goes. You get you get like a week of shows, and then you don't do a damn thing for like a month. Literally, I was like, somebody's like, do you have any shows coming up next week? I missed all your shows this week. And I was like, no, you missed it all, okay? Like, I, uh, no, actually, it'll be kind of nice to have a break, because that means I can work on new yeah. material. You can also probably find me running the door at some comedy show. That's true. Pat Ryan is our doorman, which is a great way to get yourself in the scene and meet people. I'm surprised we made it 55 minutes and we didn't bring that up once. <laughs> Are you going to maybe, did you, so the Flyover Festival is a comedy festival that is located here. They just put out the lineup. I'm very excited yeah. about it. Um, they did have the volunteer form. I filled out the volunteer form for it, and I was laughing because I thought about you, and I was like, I bet you Pat Ryan's just going to put, like, when they're like, what job do you want? Doorman! <laughs> I actually, uh, I, I hope I'm still able to fill out that form because I haven't filled it out yet. Oh, yeah, you definitely still yeah. can. I saw Rafe at the World Series of Comedy. I was like, I'm volunteering for Flyover, bye! <laughs> and then I walked over, and he's like, okay, great. So uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah. I'm sure that Emily Hickner would be very happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, because I just know like the Friday the Friday night has no shows. I want well at least the sh like the two shows I definitely want to see are Boondoggle with uh, featuring Aaron Sawyer's Boondoggle, which is a wonderful show. Woo -woo! I've gotten to be on that show a couple of times. That's when I felt like I made it in St. Louis comedy. It's like Aaron Sawyer wants you to cameo in Boondoggle, and you're like, yeah, Aaron. Shout out to Aaron Sawyer. Being a content creator, making yeah. shit happen. Yeah, yep. yeah, that, and then uh, you know, Saturday night, Kyle Kinane, who's headlining the festival, is gonna be at the Ready Room. Oh hell yeah! Yep, exactly. Go see Kyle Kinane at the Ready Room. The Ready Room is also a pretty sweet fucking venue. So, so. Which, so which means that Friday night, November the eighth, you probably catch me watching Teal Pierce host for Dana Gould at Helium. Yeah, we, see, Pat Ryan's just gonna be all over the city. November is gonna be a pretty great month, people. Um, in the meantime, go support local comedy in the area. I mean, if you want to go see some local shows, Tom Brown, shout out to him. He's got a local show at Apotheosis Comics and Lounge. There's a bar, and you can go every Saturday starting at 8 o'clock. They do an open mic on Thursdays, but that show always happens at 8 o'clock. Um, we always have headliners that are coming in over at the Funny Bone at the Westport Plaza. There's also headliners coming at Helium. Also, my boyfriend, Jimmy Day, <laughs> is going to be at Cage Match over at the Improv Shop. It'll be passed, so if you guys didn't come and see it, but he's doing with Ben Noble yeah. and Kevin Arnold. They're yeah. doing The Noble Truth. Wait, I did not know Jimmy does improv. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Day. Jimmy, he doesn't, <laughs> I always tell him, you know, Jimmy doesn't really advertise, like, like, you know, like, 
we all use like Instagram and stuff. Yeah. He just will be like, yeah, I'm gonna show. You should uh, you should come. <laughs> like it's just uh, he's pretty chill about anytime he does improv or comedy. So yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, because I think he promoted like one time when he got the host at the Funny Bone a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, he was like, and again that post was. Hey, I'm hosting for Nick Griffin. Yeah. You should come. <laughs> like, that was it. And, I mean, people did. In his defense, the 7.30 and the 9.30 shows were both booked. So, yeah. uh, But, Pat, thanks for joining me again. What are you going to casually do now? Uh, I'm going to casually uh, go over to the improv shop for the open mic. Go for it. And then probably casually have, like, a cheeseburger or something because I'm kind of hungry. Get out. I'm going to uh, go casually take some ibuprofen and probably take a nap. All right, everybody. Remember to follow the Casually Molly podcast. Oh, I forgot. Use the Instagram and follow our Instagram page, please, so that way I can feel more popular. All right. Bye. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. <laughs>